What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Welcome everyone to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Traveling Pulpit Podcast family, it is without a doubt that today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so happy that we have another opportunity to praise the name of our Savior Jesus Christ and to share with you the gospel of this word. Traveling Pulpit family, the times are are just, they're getting wickeder, or more wicked, I should say. So um, they're just getting more wicked. Things are happening in our world at a, at a record pace. Things that we've never seen in any generation that has been past us, they are starting to happen. And it's really beginning to provoke the question, when will the Lord return? Well, Traveling Pulpit family, we know that the Lord will return. What we don't know is what day, what hour, and what we will be doing when he returns. But while we're still here, we must continue to fight the good fight of faith. We must continue to call to the threshing floor the sin of mankind. Why? Because it is the process of the wheat and the chaff. See, the chaff is the sin that when it's separated from the wheat, the wheat is what gets caught up into the air. But the chaff is what falls to the floor and the chaff is what is thrown away. One day that it's that process is going to happen. Satan and his demons and everyone who has denied Christ as his as their Lord and Savior will fall to the floor and be swept away into the great lake of fire along with the wrath of God. But right now. Of what we have right now, we have the opportunity to continue to serve the Lord in this way. You know, the Lord wants us to know that we no longer have to be slaves to sin because he set us free. But Jesus did say in John 8 and verse 34, he said, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen my father, seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. 
You see, traveling pulpit family, Jesus is letting us know that while he was with his father through the beginnings of the world, through the introduction of mankind to the fall of mankind, Jesus was right there. A lot of people still somehow, I don't know how, but somehow believe that when Jesus said, let there, when God said, let there be light, that it was the sun. It was not the sun. It was the sun, the son of God. He was presenting the world to his son because everything that was made was made for him and nothing that was made was made without him. So therefore, Jesus is letting us know that whoever practices sin is a slave to sin. We know that the world is the slave to sin. However, when you talk about the word slave, a lot of people want to bring up the mid-Atlantic slave trade or, or Atlantic slave trade. They want to bring up people. They want to bring up a certain group of people that they can get fired up on and begin to blame another group of people. What 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 you may or may not understand, traveling pulpit family, is that this was a practice of sin. This was a a, a part of a sin filled, sin sick world that dates all the way back to the garden when man ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, no one wants to recognize that the reason we have the problems in this world are because of the actions, the events that took place in the garden. If the events in the garden had not taken place, then it's very easy to say that we would not be in this situation. But it did. It did. Man was the first sinner, but he was not the originator of sin. You have to remember, Satan was found or Lucifer was found with pride in his heart, meaning he sinned against God. He is the originator of sin. He knows nothing but sin. He is the professor of sin and what he has done with mankind, he has taught mankind how to sin. And Jesus is letting us know in John 8 and 34 that whoever practices sin, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. So you can make claim and argument for the African slave trade, um, how they were kings and queens of their nations when in fact they were a bunch of POWs. Because kings and queens don't give up their royal courts to go serve in somebody else's kingdom. They will fight for their kingdom, which is why Jesus said that his kingdom is not of this world. Do you think, traveling pulpit family, that Jesus, being a king, would not call on a legion of, of angels to come to his defense. Why? Because he is a ruler in his kingdom, but he humbled himself under under the responsibility of his father to take on the sin that we presently have in our lives. 
He took that on to his own body and sacrificed it on the cross so that we will have a right to the tree of life. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that John uh, Romans, I'm sorry, John Paul tells us in Romans 5, 1 and 11, he lets us know that God showed us his love in the form of while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Therefore, we are justified by faith, Paul says. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul says, because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Through him, Paul says, we also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. He says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that our suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Traveling pulpit family, it is time to set sin aside. Because if we have been baptized in Jesus Christ and we have been united with him in that watery grave, leaving the old in the water and coming up into the newness of life, we have the power and the presence of Christ in our lives. And we must exercise that right every chance we get, not just in front of people where we can show off. But when people are no longer around, when we are at home behind closed doors, we need to exercise the power of God through Jesus Christ in us, even when we're home alone, because it's what we do for God in Christ Jesus that will last. And what you do behind closed doors is what you will do outside of open doors. It's your character. It's how you present yourself to others. And Paul is letting us know that in Christ Jesus is how we are to present ourselves to others. Romans 6 lets us know, he says, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? If we've been baptized, what is the problem? Is sin that much more powerful over us now that we have the power of Christ in us? Or are we just weak enough to want to sin because it feels good to our flesh? Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father that we might walk in the newness of life traveling pulpit family. So my question is, are we doing the right things in Christ? Are we doing the right things for the purpose of Christ? And are we leading others to understand the love of Christ? Because we see every day, every day in this world, something wicked happens. Something wicked happens. Traveling pulpit family, let me tell you, you don't have to go to the movies to see a horror movie. All you have to do is watch your local news. All you have to do is watch the world news. That's horrific enough. And you get it for free. 
You don't have to go to a movie house to be to be to be afraid. Just look at the news. That is that's enough to make you afraid. But who among us wants to stay in a world like this? Who among us wants to be here to have to go through these things? Yes, I know there are people out there who have changed their minds after an incident right here in Nashville that took the lives of six, seven in total, if you count the shooter. I know people have changed their minds. I know people are on social media, social media denouncing God. I know they are, but that's their choice. But I'm right here, Traveling Pulpit family, to tell you that Christ is still on the throne. He still loves you. You you have to make that choice, that decision to want to be with him. Just like these people are making the choices and decisions to walk out on the faith. I do not want that for you, Traveling Pulpit family. I do not want that for you. We all have a choice to make. Adam, the first man, had a choice to make. And when he made that choice, he became a slave to sin. Sin overtook his life. And it cost him his life. Sin was in this world so rampantly that God decided to destroy the world by water. But he did not eradicate it. He saved a sinner and his family. And his in-laws. But this time traveling pulpit family. When Christ destroys the world. When God. When, 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 when God the father destroys the world this time. He's going to eradicate sin. And everything. That it, that it associates itself with. Therefore traveling pulpit family. I offer you this. Galatians 5.1. For freedom. Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Sin is slavery. We have the opportunity, even though we are sinners, we have the opportunity to no longer practice sin. It is the practice of sin that makes us slaves. That's why Paul wrote in, in Romans 5 and 5, uh, 11, 5, 1 through 11, that uh, God shows us his love and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It is the practice of sin. So brothers and sisters, whatever you're doing, whatever you practice, set it aside for Christ. Put that sin away that you no longer have to have to go to it because it pleases the flesh. Remember the words of Galatians 5, 1, for freedom Christ has set us free, traveling pulpit family. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery, because sin is slavery. And remember, traveling pulpit family, as I bring this message to a close, Psalm 32, 1 and 5. Verse 1 says, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. It can only be covered by blood, y'all. I want you to know that it can only be covered by blood. I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. 
You know how to do Psalm 32 and 5, Traveling Pulpit family. Jesus says to go into your closet, go into your room, he says, and close the door. I come into a closet and I close the door and I'm in my secret place and I'm talking to the father in his secret place. And there is no one or nothing that can penetrate the conversation that I'm having with my father. He hears me from his secret place and I'm speaking to him from my secret place. And the Holy Spirit has both of us covered at the same time so that nothing outside of the ears that need to hear it will hear it. I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave my iniquity of my sin. Traveling pulpit family, the practice of sin is slavery. It is time to set the practice of sin aside and live for Christ. Because while we were yet sinners, God loved us so much that he allowed Christ to die for us. And I am so grateful and so thankful that I have the opportunity to the tree of, of life. And I will share it with you if you choose Christ. And I pray that you choose Christ today. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for allowing me the opportunity to come and share just this word with you. This word means so much, Traveling Pulpit family, that I just, you can't get enough of God. You can't get enough of his word. If his word is so deeply embedded in you, you cannot get enough of it. You want it more and continually more. You will wake up out of your sleep, out of a deep sleep, just so you can talk to him. Just so you can think about what the things that he's thinking about. Just so you can can let him know that you thank him, even, even from a deep sleep. Because he loves you so much, Traveling Pulpit family, wherever you are throughout this world. He loves you so much. And all he wants in return is to have a relationship with his son because one day we're going to stand before the father and he's going to want to know who are we and he's going to ask his son if he knows us and if the son says he doesn't know us we will be we will be dismissed from his presence i don't want that for anyone I do not want that for anyone. Ezekiel 33, 11, I believe, says that the Lord God takes no pleasure in the destruction of the wicked, but let the wicked turn from their ways and live. I know I may have butchered it, but 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 that that that's essentially is what it's saying. Turn from your wicked ways and live. It's time to do that. As long as we're in this flesh, I want you to know we will always be sinners so long as we in this flesh. But Christ has set us free. It is the practice. I want you to get this. It is the practice of sin, knowing that you're sinning and you still continue to do it. That is called practice. And I do not want you to practice so much that you get good at being a sinner because then you will be cut off. You will be cut off from our Lord Jesus Christ. From there, from that, there is no hope. So I extend to you the opportunity to have 
your name written in the Lamb's book of life. It comes from Romans 10, 9. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved and your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life where it will be found and you will be added unto those whom the Lord Jesus Christ says, I know him because I died for him. I know her because I died for her. I know those children because I gave my life for them. God bless you, Traveling Pulpit podcast family. If you have uh, have seen my brother Hubert Rockmore and I have begun a live stream podcast. Uh, we are still in the early development stages. We're still trying to work out days, times, and hours upon which broadcast will will be will be seen. But uh, you can check us out on Facebook Live right now. It's on Tuesdays at nine a.m. and um, you can also reach out to to me right here, Traveling Pulpit uh, Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So for the Traveling Pulpit podcast, I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice telling you to trust God, trust him, trust him. If you give him your life, all the things he will give you in return is unmeasurable and unnumerable. All you got to do is trust, trust and believe. Not because I said it, but look back over your life to see where the Lord has brought you from to where you are now. And that's how you know the Lord saw you through. I love you. Talk to you soon. If it is the Lord's will, we will do this again on next week. Tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. And if necessary, use words. Bye for now.